What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. David Wiley from the OZ joining us as usual for this week in Cannabis News. And uh, David, uh, welcome back to the show. I hope things are uh, safe and healthy in your world. Hello. Yeah, always trying to practice, uh, you know, those healthy distancing guidelines, making sure that um, we're keeping ourselves safe and um, just as importantly, other people. And that's going to be very important for people to remember this Monday uh, when they're celebrating 420. And we'll dive into mm-hmm. uh, some details on that in a little bit. But let's start with uh, some cannabis companies rewarding their employees for you know either hard work or trying to get them true uh, get them through quarantine time. And uh, I guess the, the the point is is that there's some cannabis companies saying thanks to their employees. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, we've taken our hats off to frontline healthcare workers. Uh, we've talked about those providing essential services, of course, and uh, grocery store employees who are making sure that we're, uh, we're able to continue to be fed. Um, farm workers, I mean, it runs the gamut of people that are really making sure that, uh, that the things continue to work TikTok. So it really only seems fair to recognize those who are ensuring that we can continue to purchase our cannabis. Um, it is an essential service. It is medication, uh, and it is something to help us pass the time at home. So it turns out that cannabis companies are offering all kinds of incentives to those who are continuing to work during uh, this pandemic. And, uh, you know, everyone who is working right now and who is is forward-facing and and dealing with people, uh, you know, they're they're all at risk. So these kinds of bonuses include um, raises, uh, which is great. that's always the top um, free cannabis samples, transportation costs being covered, uh, and even free Netflix, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, they can cover Netflix. They should cover Crave. They should cover Disney Plus. Whatever your streaming service goes, that's a, a good way to spend the time now for sure. So companies are also uh, very importantly adding safety protocols uh, like plexiglass protectors to help keep employees from getting a cough in the face. Uh, and avoiding those who are speaking, uh, in the words of our prime minister, speaking moistly. So we want to make sure that we're protecting those employees and that we're really rewarding people who, uh, you know, who, who are, are doing their, their best right now to make sure that, that those of us who are, uh, in a, a good enough position, a lucky enough position, um, and in some cases, of course, an unfortunate enough position to be stuck at home. You know, it's such a good point, and um, the the medical professionals uh, that are dealing with this, uh, whether it be in Canada, in the United States, or around the world, um, really are the people that are, you know, literally on the front lines of this battle. Uh, but we do mm-hmm. forget about the people that are also providing essential services. Now, um, you know, the, the clerk at your grocery store or your cannabis store or wherever uh, doesn't might not have a, a PhD or isn't a doctor, but they're still providing an essential service and they're still putting themselves at risk by dealing with a lot of different people. And uh, kudos to these companies, um, whether the gesture is small or large, um, you know, like you said, they could cover a whole lot of other things uh, for people as far as streaming, but uh, kudos to these companies for recognizing. And, and and I think we should also recognize that, you know, while the medical professionals are doing yeoman's work, there's a lot of other people putting themselves at risk to provide essential services. 
we're really starting to realize what kinds of people and what kinds of jobs are key um, to keep our society functioning. And this is a really stressful time for a lot of people. And, you know, it's easy to sit back at home and collect that sweet, sweet government cash um, that's flowing to all sectors, including cannabis, thank God. Um, so it's, it's really important that companies are showing their employees that they appreciate the fact that they're putting themselves at risk to help others and serve those uh, who are in need. All right, let's discuss the Four Plants Cup. And this is something that I had seen popping up on uh, social media from uh, time to time and different things. Uh, but it's kind of a, a, a novel idea, uh, the Four Plants Cup, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Envy the home growers right now, especially those who are growing like the bomb DIY weed. <laughs> and the Four Plants Cup is really honoring that. So they've, uh, they've announced the winners of the 2019 contest. And uh, the photos of the winning buds, but especially the rosin, my goodness, they're all drool-inducing. Um, you know, a series of Twitter conversations led to the idea. I love that social media sometimes brings these great minds together to, uh, to, to come up with something that's novel. And the contest was opened last year to all Canadian adults. Um, as long as they followed the, all the relevant federal, provincial, and local laws on cannabis cultivation, unfortunately, that did, um, that did, uh, did rule out a couple of provinces from uh, joining in this kind of competition. Um, hopefully we'll see that change in the future. But organizers had a had a pretty good turnout. They say they're retooling things for next year. So the plus side of that, of course, is that there will be a contest next year for all you out there who are growing your own butt at home and think that it's uh, that's awesome. So the, the the new rules are going to help increase transparency, uh, and that includes adding a steering and advisory committee. And they're also revising the rules and the structure to better cater the community. This is the first one, so there's always learning opportunities, um, opportunities to grow, so to speak, I guess, in this scenario, in order to provide a cooler and better contest the next year. I mean, you can do things for 10, 20 years and still find ways to do things better. Um, so organizers found that the main issue for them this year was that a lot of competitors dropped out, and uh, unfortunately only about 46 submissions out of a initially confirmed 115 and uh, um, they actually, you know, showed up. And uh, there were even 224 slots open off the top. So this is something that could definitely gain steam over time. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what else comes out there. Because really, if you can get to the, the Four Plants Cup website and take a look at, at, at the winners of this competition, it's, they're growing good stuff out there. So hats off Canadians. Well done. It really, they really do look delicious. And you're right, that buttery rosin, man, oh, oh man, wow. uh, some of these are just dripping with trichomes. And you know what? I, I just love the idea, you know, the four plants being that that's what we are allowed to grow legally. It's a mm -hmm. great concept. It's a good, great play off of the regulations. Uh, finally, we're using the regulations to our advantage in this case. And, <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 you know, I think actually, 46 in the first year that number i'm actually impressed with that it doesn't bother me that it's you know less than the half confirmed because you have to be dedicated and for some reason maybe somebody's plant didn't work out or whatever reason 46 in the first year is a great stepping stone to this growing pardon the pun uh to to more and 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 as you said 
home growers it's it's a bit of a um uh the rage right now if you will and it's just gonna grow like the plant and i think uh next year will be even better but uh, hats off to those who have started this and those that will continue it you know anyone who's a new grower uh, like a new gardener in any sense of the word understands that the first year is tough and the second year is tough yep. and the third year is tough um, so it does take time. I, I grew homegrown for the first time this year, and you know, full disclosure, it wasn't great. Um, I've since made a batch of cannabis syrup from it, given some away as Christmas gifts. So it's it's just a cool thing to do and to learn. And yeah, as time goes on, we're going to see the quality of this just, just up and up. All right. Uh, the next story we're going to chat about is, uh, you know, we've heard about some store closures during uh, this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and, you know, the cannabis sector has been affected uh, like any other. But uh, some really good news of a company that, uh, and, and I think a lot of companies are still looking beyond what is happening right now. But, you know, Spirit mm-hmm. Leaf is continuing to grow with long-term plans at the end of the year to almost double their amount of stores. And good news on them and good to see uh, some, some long-term projections past what we're go- uh, going through right now. They really aren't slowing down, uh, even with what's happening right now. They uh, they just got approval for, well, in my neck of the woods, uh, a fourth store in the Okanagan. And that actually means that they're the first, uh, the first cannabis retail out here to be operating in every major city in the Valley. And, uh, you know, that's quite an achievement. This is something that they're doing all over. So they have, uh, they have about 46 stores right now and are on track to have 80 stores open by the end of the year, which is a heck of a milestone. So uh, according, according to the, uh, the CEO, the franchise model is really serving the company well, especially through a crisis like this, that each store owner is able to adapt to the specific needs of the, of the customer base and the community um, with you know little change to store operating hours. So that's, a, that's the key right now, especially with franchises. You can you really have those that local ownership um, that's dedicated to to growing the, the customer base, um, part of the community, and they do have other corporate stores as well. So when you have a franchise model, especially one where people tend to have a little bit more freedom to operate as they will, it creates a bit of a mom and pop store kind of atmosphere, and uh, and that's what we're seeing. They they also have that partnership with Up Cannabis. And that's proven to be uh, to be helpful to them. And Up Cannabis is a tragically hip um, branded cannabis. They have uh, strains that uh, you know are reminiscent of tragically hip songs, like like Meridian, for example. So uh, it's, you know we're, we're watching them and really interested to see how they how they continue to grow. Most uh, definitely, the franchise model. Um, it, it's, it's such a unique uh, thing compared to anything else that's out there. You know, you have your corporate models and then you have your, um, you know, independence. And this is somewhere in the middle where it, you know, there's still the core values of spirit leaf and what the, the corporation and what they believe in the company, but it allows, as you mentioned, the individual ownership to kind of put their own unique spin 
on their own store and you can make it feel like if you want like a mom and pop store or something else and you know or, or whatever your vibe is while still having those core mm-hmm. values it's a it's kind of a unique hybrid you know we have sativa we have indica and this is a bit of a hybrid when it comes to retail outlets mm-hmm. it's it's neat too to visit the different ones i mean they, they tend to have the same vibe uh, all the way through with splashes of their own individuality, of course, and some of that is just the choice of bringing in uh, the type of decor that they want. Uh, but often, they you'll see in the early stores, you'll see things like the paddles and, and whatnot. Um, the other franchises like Hobo here in BC, they tend to have um, you know leafy ferns all over the store. So it's it's interesting to be able to go from one place to another and still have that bit of familiarity. Uh, very much so uh we we have chatted in the past couple of weeks about you know the cannabis industry making a lot of noise to say you know let's not forget that we've been deemed an essential service and we should be involved in any kind of uh, stimulus or relief package uh that is uh, being handed out and you know good news on that is that uh, the amount of noise that was made uh, shook loose the tree and cannabis is now a part of those packages so what did you learn uh, from the most recent uh, bds uh, webinar that they had it's it's great news that cannabis is part of this stimulus package and i i think that based on some of the trends that we're starting to see especially through bds analytics uh, is that that's going to become more and more important as uh, the possibility of an industry slowdown tends to loom um, with the recession coming and people stocking up. But, but, you know, the overall message is that the cannabis industry is used to having to adapt. Um, you know, this is not to minimize its impact on our everyday life. COVID-19 is another uh, fork in the road for weed. And you've seen that as, as legacy markets have had to uh, to uh, evade in a lot of ways and uh, made, a, made a bit of a streamline now into to the legalized industry which has had to had to adapt to regulations, um, very strict ones in a lot of cases coming down from the, from the federal government. And then, of course, new regulations coming down from the provinces, and they all have to adapt, uh, especially nationwide chains trying to operate in Ontario and in BC and in Manitoba and Quebec. Like, how do you manage all those different sets of regulations? But that's just what we do. And, you know, when it comes to a global pandemic, it seems like maybe the cannabis industry is uh, is really bred for that. Uh, and I've been attending as many of these BDS Analytics regular Friday webinars as possible because they're really insightful. Um, you know, this, this company has just celebrated five years of rebranding from BDS to BDSA. Um, the webinars have been addressing really the retail impacts and responses in, in cannabis retail uh, according to what's going on around them. Some of those findings this week um, were that you know, sales are, are steady no matter the day. Normally you get that midweek bump, uh, also lots of sales on the weekend. But right now people are, are in really every day. There are fewer customers, but people are spending more money. Um, and stores are really having to pivot. Uh, so with uh, with what's happening, these, these retailers are having to um, adapt now to different health regulations. In some cases, they're putting up plexiglass protectors. Um, you know, something else that came out that that's really important, and I'm absolutely an advocate for. So, private retailers are wanting to see more equal treatment with provincial stores. 
So, for example, here in BC, yeah, great. You can click and collect. Um, so you can go on the website and you can order and then come in at the private store and pick it up. But only the provincial store has the ability to actually sell online for real these. You can go online uh, at the, you know, the, the BC Canada store and order something and have Canada Post deliver it. You can't do that at private retail. It's just not allowed. Um, so, so they want to see that playing field leveled. Now, something that's really important, you mentioned at the start, is that 420 is coming up. And retailers here in Canada, uh, all across the country, and also in the U.S., they want consumers to be very aware of the fact that you don't have to come into the store on 420. Don't line up. Don't crowd the store. You heed these social distancing guidelines. Because the, the 420 deals that they have going on are going to be spread out. So they're going to start earlier and they're going to last longer. Because they want to make sure that people have the opportunity to, to get into these different deals without having to put themselves and the store employees at risk. So, you know, call your local store, find out when the deal starts, and try and stagger getting in there. Because you just you don't want to be in a lineup right now. Uh, anyone who's been to a Costco, who's been to you know, a Walmart, knows you got to stand outside and wait for your turn to get into the store. Really, that's not ideal. So call ahead, figure out what's going on, and uh, you know, click and collect. Get someone to deliver if you can. Don't don't line up on 420, please. And don't gather um, to celebrate 420. I mean, we all want to. It's such a huge day uh, for cannabis enthusiasts, and we all want to be together, but we just can't right now. And, and look, let's not be um, that one part of the culture that everybody can look at and say, what a bunch of morons. We're trying mm-hmm. to get this on track. I mean, I think we most of us saw the video of the uh, the people who are rebelling against being told to stay home. It's just bloody ridiculous that these people are doing this and flaunting it. So let's not be the the excuse that a lot of people want to have is that, uh, you know, the cannabis industry is a bunch of morons and they're all partying on 420 together. Let's stay home. We can celebrate belatedly later when we flatten the curve and, and we're ahead of this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the OV uh, readers wrote to us, she said that she's got a special love for 420. Uh, it's her actual birthday, and you know she's she's been a cannabis uh, a cannabis advocate and partaker for a long, long time. So this year, what she wants to do is celebrate her birthday, where she would normally have a big gathering, like you mentioned. She wants to have a you know online gathering, maybe even a Zoom call where people can get together, um, you know, pass the duty upon the left hand side into the screen, basically, um, and you know where again. Like we said earlier, we're an adaptable bunch, so there's always a good way around what's happening right now to make sure that we're keeping ourselves and others safe. Yeah, you can use, uh, you know, people are using the app House Party uh, to play board games. Uh, Well, what a perfect way to cyber share a joint, if you will, um, you know, on 420. But let's do it from home and we'll get together later as usual uh, good advice david and uh, good stuff as usual you can visit uh, okanaganz.com slash oz 
uh, to find out the latest news from David and his crew. Give him a follow on Twitter at Okanagan Z and at Wiley Ryder. Thanks once again, David. Stay safe. We'll talk next week. You too. Good talk to you.